This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. And we have got Chris Fontanella, who I've been blessed and honored to know for many years, and I'll reference that in a second. But he uh, he's an author, and this guy brings the energy and the juice, and I hope that comes out through our interview because he cares about people, and he cares what he's really shown right now through his books is caring about people, finding purpose, finding meaning, finding joy in their jobs and in their careers. His new book is Jumpstart Your Career. 10 tips to get you going this book man i read it it's uh it's a nice it's a good read it's an easy read um he's got lots of stories in it hopefully we'll talk about some of those things um and then just lots of practical advice so if you're just graduating college graduating early or you're about to graduate this would be a great book for you um and uh really for for anybody but uh, it's about finding joy and purpose um, how are you doing? First of all, I do want to tell people a little bit about you, but how are you doing, Fomp? Yeah, doing great. I first want to just say thank you so much to you and your team. Um, I'm glad to be on the radio with you guys um, from Very Bold Ministries out there in Texas. Yeah. Um, and very much appreciate the opportunity to, to talk a little about my book, Jumpstart Your Career. And um, yeah, just uh, it's always good to to discuss things with you and we've got great history to, to reference and um I'm, I'm excited to be part of your show today yeah i'm really excited that you are too and we definitely have some good history i won't break into all of it because i know every time we talk i i break into all of it but uh got the opportunity to get to know you in college at oral roberts university and then it wasn't too long before um, I was out at Fuller Seminary, and you happened to choose Fuller Seminary for your postgraduate um, work and moved into the same apartment complex there, Holliston Avenue, right off of Colorado Boulevard, where the Rose Bowl Parade um, comes yeah. through. And just down the street there uh, is where we used to hoop it up a little bit, besides uh, the comforts at Oral Roberts University of the Aerobic Center, the AC. <laughs> so, man, I, I can picture you right now, you know, just popping those 30-footers, those 28-footers. And this is, you know, before they counted for three, but you were just bombs away, man. One of the best shooters. One of the you're in the top three of like long range shooters that I personally know. Not counting Trey Young or Steph Curry. Um, top three. <laughs> That's hey. You may be offended. You may be like, no, I should be number no, one. No, no. All I'm thinking is how you used to just back me down under the net and get easy two pointers on me all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you got to use what I you got. No, I have no defense. <laughs> Yeah, I think I have been accused of being a having a little bit of similarity to Charles Barkley and the uh, the uh, ability to use the big body to back people down. Yeah, I, honestly, I think I still got some, um, some scars from your butt being in my belly. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious, man. Well, let's talk about your book, Jumpstart Your Career. I want to start with you know off. Uh, off microphone, we talked about your your mom and dad a little bit. Your dedications to your dad, man. Tell me about that. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm one of those fortunate people. I've I've got you know 
the best dad in the world. He Whoa. Um, is one of these one of these guys that um, didn't grow up with much. Yeah, um, had to had to scrape and claw to get where he was at. I think, I, like I said in my dedication, that you know he's he's the one guy I know that started at the bottom and made it to the top, but didn't let getting to the top change who he was as a person. Yeah, and. Uh, from day one, I mean, my dad has been the most consistently kind, loving, giving person. Um, always made it a priority to just work his fanny off for his family to make things better for us. And I, I'm the beneficiary of that. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't known a day when my dad hasn't loved me or mm. contributed to my life and helped me become the person I am. Yeah. Wow, that's really powerful. That is really cool. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, well, talk to me about why why this book, man. What uh, what is your passion for helping people to find purpose and and joy? You know what? Why this book? Yeah, you know, I I've been in the staffing and consulting business for about thirty years, and so I've I've helped people find jobs and I've helped people navigate their careers, and. Uh, I'm passionate about helping people find a spot that they feel like this this is where I'm supposed to be. It's kind of like I've got this story that I read somewhere yeah. about this little kid. He he grabs his baseball bat and his ball. And he goes to the playground, and on his way to the playground, he keeps saying to himself, I'm going to be the greatest hitter of all time. Mm. So he goes there, he throws the ball up, takes a swing, and he misses the ball, and then he takes a step back and readjusts his batting gloves and, and his hat, throws the ball up again, um, swings through it, strike two, and then he's like looking at himself going, hey, what's going on here? But let me let me uh, get a tight, tighter grip on this bat, throws the ball up again, swings through it, and, you know, strike three. And then he takes a minute to reflect, and, and during his reflection he says to himself, I didn't realize I'm the, I'm the greatest pitcher of all time. <laughs> I love it. And, yeah, so I think what I'm trying to do with Jumpstart Your Career yeah. is try to help people figure out who they are meant to be. Mm. And out of who you, when you figure out who you are meant to be, you'll figure out what you want to do, you know, as far as your career and your job and your work life. And I, I think that's kind of the essence of the book. Right, right. Well, um, talk to me about, you know, just right away, you talk about finding your calling. I mean, how hard is that for people? I feel like, you know, I, I know you gave the example of a, you know, a recent <clears throat> graduate that got into his job and pretty soon was like, man, this is boring. And But I think about some right. people that slosh their way through their jobs and different jobs and, and careers and it's just work, you know, it's not purpose and it's not meaning. I mean, how do people find, you know, who they're meant to be? What do you got for us? Yeah, that's just, it's just a really hard uh, question to answer. Yeah, I, I know. I talk a little about that, right? Like it, it, it sort of, it sort of dawns on people differently. And yeah. it's, it's hard to say that there's a formula right. or like if you follow these five steps, you're assured knowing what you're meant to do in your life and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I, I would say it's, it's more a matter of getting in tune with yourself, understanding who you are, uh, sort of keeping your spiritual eyes open, mm. um, uh, sort of looking for uh, doors that open or 
um, learning how to read the tea leaves, so to speak, yeah. with different events and circumstances that are sort of, you, you find yourself in these situations. And a lot of it is just kind of sorting and sifting through that and um, and looking for these open doors to, to walk through and then sort of having a certain amount of boldness um, to, to walk through those. And I, I've always just found it's sort of, there's like a more of an intuition related yeah. to a lot of it. And I'm not sure that people uh, understand the importance of that and give that enough thought of, mm. you know, you've got this sixth sense sort of thing saying, I, I feel like I'm supposed to head in this direction. And then in, so, in doing so, things unfold and all of a sudden you realize, hey, I, I'm, I'm right where I need to be or this just feels right. So yeah. it's I, these are things that are just kind of hard to explain, right? It's hard to put a definition on that. Right. Well, I think you do a great job, though, of giving these these tips throughout this book to help us um, talk. And I, I know it's going to feel a little counterintuitive because you and I have talked on radio before, but I know a lot of people haven't heard. Talk to us a little bit about from your own experience how you've seen like intuition lead and really change your life and find your purpose. What does that kind of look like for you, Font? Um, well, so... I, uh, as you know, I spent all these years studying for the ministry, right. and for personal reasons, I, I sort of put that on hold or sort of put it aside, and, and we're talking years ago, right. uh, about 30 years ago, right. but um, in so doing, I was like, well, what am I going to do with myself now? I mean, I had spent at least nine years studying the, the, the Scriptures mm. and in in-depth fashion, learning how to read the New Testament in Greek, doing everything geared toward the ministry, and now I'm like, okay, I'm putting that aside. What kind of career can I find for myself? And was working at a bank and, and ended up spending a few years at a bank, and then the position I was in at the bank was getting relocated to Minnesota, and I'm I'm not going from sunny Southern <laughs> California to icy cold Minnesota. Right. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? And I, I met a person in the staffing business who said, well, you know, you spent all these years studying for the ministry. Seems like having a message is really important mm. to you. Why don't you make our company and the services that we offer your message and go talk to a bunch of clients? Mm. And I'm like, well, I mean, I, there really wasn't a lot of deep thought behind it. I'm just yeah. like, I need to start making money, and that that seems like it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. And so I sort of jumped into it, and that's kind of what I was alluded to uh, earlier, right? Like I, I just saw sort of an open window there, and I, I sort of threw myself into it and crawled through it and, and then got involved. And the more I did it, I'm like, I kind of like this. I'm still getting to help people, which is why I wanted to be in the ministry. Yeah. But now I'm helping them find jobs. And then, like, one thing just sort of led to another, and I ended up um, interviewing with another company, and, and that took me to, like, another level within the staffing and consulting world. And, um, and, and eventually I met somebody at that company that sat down with me and said, you know, we're, we ought to just start our own business and do our own thing. Like, we, we've got great relationships, and, you know, we can, we can probably build a business doing what we're doing for the company. Yeah. So I'm like, that makes sense. Let's give that a go. Yeah. And so like things just sort of unfolded and, and I, I responded to whatever sort of, um, uh, feelings and intuitions I was having at, at those moments in time instead of just ignoring them. Yeah, that's good. 
That's good. All right, you're a storyteller. I mean, you're a storyteller at heart. I love your stories. Man, tell us a little bit about who Dr. Kent Weeks is. Can you tell us some of his story yeah, and how it relates to your he, book? He's amazing, and I would encourage anybody listening, just Google Dr. Kent Weeks. Uh, he's just an amazing um, uh, Egyptologist, archaeologist, um, excavator, who um, identified the largest subterranean tomb in the Valley of the Kings in Egypt and um, ended up discovering the, the largest area of uh, burial chambers uh, related to one of the one of the pharaohs. Yeah, and um, you know, I just in, in, and it's amazing. I had I had this folder that I've over the years I've just thrown articles in and I've. Um, written down quotes and on pieces of paper and thrown them into this manila folder. And I was going through it one day, and I came across a Time Magazine article from 1995, and it was all about this guy, Dr. Weeks, and, and just thought, man, what a great story. And as I reread it, I just thought, wow, there's just, if you just read this, like, with an allegorical lens, yeah. There's just a lot that you can pull out from it that could be lessons for people. And so that's kind of what I used as the basis for the book and sort of draw, drew things out from his story that I thought would make sense for people thinking about how to build a career. Yeah. You know, so like, um, I think one of my chapters is about being ambitious, right? Like yep. this, this guy just had these grand plans and designs to, to, you know, locate the largest tomb in in that area of the world, and and go about like a methodical approach to to finding these discoveries. And um, to me, you know, there's just a ton of lessons in that for people like going through their job search or trying to figure out what they want to do and what they want to be in their career. Right. Yeah. That's that's good. I, I thought the the metaphor is so strong, and it's it's really cool how you continue just to weave it in and out. Um, of your book, Jumpstart Your Career, 10 Tips to Get You Going. I love the practical advice at the end of each chapter, um, which is uh, jumper cables. And I'm looking at one of the chapters right now, and I just want to ask you to kind of respond to this. This is uh, one of your chapters here, Doors First, Then Discoveries, Expect Obstacles. And you talk about in this chapter that um, some people become kind of martyr-like in their reasoning and, uh, you know, as they're, they're going through just different things. And so here's some of the things that you may hear them say. You, you mentioned, you said, I can't catch a break. Nothing ever goes my way. It's like a black cloud is hanging over my head. Um, another thing you might hear is I have limited connections, limited education, and limited talent. And I'll give you one, uh, give one more and then just ask you just kind of to respond and how you help help people, you know, sort of work through and get out of that cycle. Um, another one is just, I'm too young and lack experience. And then later that turns into, I'm too old and have too much experience. Uh, man, what do you have to say to people that just kind of, you know, you overhear saying that again and again, um, how do you help them sort of navigate that? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing to remember is, you ain't any different than anybody else. Everybody <laughs> goes through crap. I mean, that's the bottom line. Um, there's really no other, I mean, it's a simple way to say it. I yeah. mean, stuff happens to everybody, right? And um, and I think, like, all the things that you just read come after 
me referencing the story about Orestes. Um, it's mm-hmm. a Greek myth. And the, the, the point of the myth is that um, despite all the crud and crap that happened to this guy, he, at the end of the day, assumed re- responsibility for everything. Like, yeah. he, he owned it. He, he, didn't, he didn't blame others. He didn't curse the gods, quote-unquote. Um, he didn't point his finger at others. He, he didn't look to shift uh, the blame of why this, that, or the other thing was happening to him. He, he basically said, look, this is my life. This is where I'm at. These are the things going on in my world, and I, I've got to own it and take responsibility for it. And it, it, in the story, yeah. things do not change for him until he takes that personal responsibility and accountability for his own life. And I try to tell people um, in the book that, like, the same stuff sort of happens in your career. Like, just, you know, I didn't expect my job at Security Pacific Bank to be relocated to Minnesota. But what was I going to do, sit there and cry about it and, you know, cry in my soup over it? Or, you know, do I see this as an opportunity? Like, there's, okay, there's changes afoot, and I've got to figure out what I'm going to do next. I took responsibility, made some decisions, made some phone calls. Um, interviewed at a company, and I transitioned to to something else. Yeah, and a lot of people just would rather just say, "Oh, you know, I, you know, things never work out at my job, or like I, I'm passed over for my promotion, or you know, this, that, or the other thing happened," and then they just stay stuck. And right. the way to get yourself unstuck is just accept responsibility for where you're at, and then start making some decisions to change the situation. And in the story of Orestes, what happens is the the curses that had come to him then get turned into blessings. And it's yeah. just a great story, right? Like right. once you accept personal responsibility, you should notice that things begin to change and things get better and all of a sudden good things start to happen. Right, right. That's good. That's good. All right. I'm thinking about, you know, the college student that is just graduating right here in December, just graduated, or is coming up, is looking at, man. I'm about to graduate in May and I'm imagining, although it's been a long time for me, I mean, I'm imagining that someone's like, man, I got to go. Like we got to, we got to make this happen now. I got to figure out the job I'm going to be in and this is the way it's going to be. But you talk about in your book, you know, you talk about archeologists and that again, that metaphor and you say they never rush. Speed is unimportant. They dig, remove debris, and clear tunnels for years. Countless hours are spent searching for indications of the ancient civilizations they seek. Methodical and systematic in approach. Archaeologists like Dr. Weeks measure success not by how quick, but by how careful things are done. So what do you tell a student that is just about to graduate? You've got this book hopefully in their hands, but, man, what do you say to them when they're just thinking, man, I've got to find it right now? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me say, dang, that was some good writing. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like Stephen Furtick. Man, that's some good preaching. That was some good writing. Yeah, that is some um, good writing. I love it. No, so, I mean, definitely. Time time is definitely um, on your side. You, you might mm. not realize it um, because, you know, you feel a lot of pressures to, you know, get your career going and all, all of this. But I would say I would reference people back to the other chapter that sort of talks about mapping out your area of exploration. Like, take some mm. time mm. and get by yourself, you know, do some reflection, have some moments of contemplation, and out of that, 
then write down some things that charge your battery, things that you are excited about, things that interest you. Um, think about the, the course of study that you just went through in college or, or if you went to Votech school, like, you know, w- what area of that uh, really excites you. And just start writing those things down. And those, yeah. those things sort of become like the, 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 the sketch lines of your map and start to outline a general direction that, you know, you can start to head in. Like, yeah. you don't have it all figured out right now, and that's fine. And you're, you're not going to have it all figured out right from the get-go. I mean, there are some, like, and I think I would say, like, my, my kid Gina, like, yeah. she knew from early on. She wanted to be in music one way or another by hook or crook. I'm going into music. Yeah, that does, for, that does not happen for most of us. We we kind of sort our way through things. But my point is, in map out your territory of exploration, it's just start heading in a certain direction. And the things that can point you in that direction are like writing down your interests, your loves, your you know the, your passions, what you think your gifts and talents are, and and then just start heading in that direction and things will begin to unfold as you do that. You'll begin to find things as you dig through all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. It makes a lot of sense. I would love to see somebody write down that list. And I mean, that's, I'm imagining pretty fair game for just things that you like, enjoy, um, you know, just trying to find the the talents that you have or the interests that you have. Um, just a reminder, we're going to wrap up in just a few minutes here. The book is Jumpstart Your Career, 10 Tips to Get You Going. I love the cover, love the jumper cables, and uh, love Chris Fontanella. If you don't, if you're not hearing his energy and juice and really passion uh, to help you to discover your joy and your purpose and uh, to navigate, it's, it's, a, it's a journey, but it's an exciting journey. Um, I want to just go to one other chapter and just ask you to sort of speak about this. Um, uh, the chapter is nine. It says, let your work speak for itself. What are you talking about here, Font? Yeah, I mean, we all, we all like to be praised. Right. We, all, we all want credit for things that we do, and that's, that's natural and you know, you, you, you should get rewarded for your efforts. But a lot of times when you're um, starting your career, it, it just doesn't come. Yeah. You know, like a lot of times your employer will just sort of look and look at you and say, well, look, you're, you're, you're doing the job we hired you to do. Um, you may think you've gone above and beyond, and you probably have, but um, a lot of times the, the credit and the praise just doesn't follow. Yeah. And my, my point is, in that chapter is that, um, you know, you don't want to make yourself the, the squeaky wheel, right? Where you're always sort of coming across as like, you know, um, as my, my 16 year old says, dad, you're, you're a pick me boy. Cause I'm always like, pick me, pick me. Or like, notice me, notice me. Right. You just, you don't, you don't want to be that person. You, you yeah. want your, your efforts to be their own reward and doing a good job is sort of praise in and of itself. Yeah. Um, you know, as your career evolves and, and, you know, you, you find that you have employment contracts that allow for you to, you know, get extra rewards for a higher revenue production or whatever the case may be. Then if you, if it doesn't come, you have every right to go to your, you know, your employer or your boss and say, Hey, what's the deal? Like, 
He told me if I met these goals, I'm, I'm going to see a reward, and I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Um, and that that's a little different than, like, you're just starting out, you're paying your dues. You know, don't be overly concerned about getting credit. Be overly concerned about just doing a great job, and, and everything else will follow. It, it it just naturally comes to you, maybe not at that moment, but it'll, it will eventually come to you, and you will get rewarded. Yeah, that's good, Font. That's good. All right, uh, I'm going to just take another minute. We're a little bit over time, but just uh, just going over some of your jumper cables um, at the end of the chapter eight, the uniqueness of you, I want to just read a couple of those because I, I really do think these are just practical. So I love the way you navigate or um, you you put in different stories and then you have these very practical sort of summary jumper cables. So I, I like how you say this and maybe you can respond to a couple. I'll read a couple of uh, your jumper cables. If a job does not allow you to be you then it is not the job for you. I want to read one other thing and then just let you comment. Ask yourself if your current work environment values individuality over uniformity. If it does not, it may be time to amend your map and figure out how to transition to an employer who values that. Can you just talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I mean, the the, the whole book really is is getting you to try to personalize your career. Um, it's not taking yeah. cues from your parents who are telling you, you should be this. I want you to be a doctor. I want you to be a lawyer or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not taking your cues from, or, or expecting your employer to guide your career. It's everything in the book is geared toward you personalizing your career. And so that's why I say like, if a job does not allow you to be you, then yeah. it's not the job for you. Like you, and again, like I mentioned at the beginning, the, the book is also about helping you understand like, or realize who you are and who, who you want to be as a person. And then out of that sort of comes what you want to do. The, the job is really a, a reflection of who you are as a person. Yeah. And if a job doesn't allow you to be you, then it's probably not the job for you. So, you know, maybe it's best to figure something else out and go back to uh, mapping out the territory of exploration you want to go to, you know? Right. Um, and, and you'll find, like, sometimes you start a job and you're, you're going along and you think it's what you want, and then, like, as time goes by, you realize, you know, this, this really isn't vibing with me. I kind of feel like, <laughs> you know, they, they just they want everybody to be the same. Everything is cookie-cutter. Um, even, the, you know, the policies and procedures on how to do whatever, like, it, it kind of robs me of my, my personality. And, yeah. They just want uniformity as opposed to individuality, and you can't really express yourself and do things the way you want. If you're feeling like that, more than likely you're not, you know, you haven't found the right fit. Like you're not in the space that you should be in because you can't be yourself. And, right. uh, you know, and I've, I've experienced that. I mean, I've worked for great companies, and it wasn't their fault. It was just as, as they evolved as an organization and I evolved as a professional there was no longer the match. And yeah. again, like I didn't complain about it or whatever, but I took matters into my own hands and I made some decisions and, you know, I found, either found a new job or decided to start my own business because I wanted to be able to be true to myself and al allow myself to really be part of what I was doing. Right. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. All right. Uh, it's all in the book, hero. It's all in the book, baby. <laughs> Hey, jump. Yeah, and you know, I, what? I, I Tell just me. started a web. I ha I, oh, yeah. Uh, my website went up oh. too, so people can go to chrisfontanella.com and they oh, can leave questions nice. and stuff like that. 
Um, nice. Uh, so I'm happy to, to engage with people and yeah, you know, sh- share anything that I might have experienced or know that might benefit them. I'm, I don't have all the answers, but I mean, I've, I've learned a couple things yeah. over the thir- last 30 years around careers and finding jobs. So if I can help anybody, I'd be happy to. That's the man. That's good stuff. And do you want to just give us a little sneak preview of your next book coming or do you yeah. want to hold off? Okay. Yeah, real quick. So um, this book is called Jumpstart Your Career. The next book is going to be called Tune Up Your Career. Nice. And it's geared toward people who have, you know, been in the workforce for a while, you know, 10, 20, maybe 30 years. And as you know, Steve, like, we go, we just go through stuff as, right. as people, as professionals. And, you know, you can get some you can get some gunk in your engine, so to speak. And yeah. so the next book is sort of geared toward helping people get that junk out of their engine so that it can function at its uh, at its optimum, and um, so it'll have it'll be similar in style. It'll have things you know at the end of each chapter for you to you know reference. Yeah. Um, but it's it's um, it should be very helpful to those who have been in corporate America a while, and it's kind of grinding on them, and they just need some help to sort of you know be become more efficient and have the engine function a little better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, man. And I, I'm just looking at your book. I mean, I love the cover. I just love it. The the title and uh, coming up with the Tune Up Your Career Next. That's going to be awesome. Uh, man, I'm, I'm excited for you, Font. And um, thank you so much. I think this is an important, important book and going to be great for uh, college graduates and excited to see Tune Up Your Career come out, too. So jumpstart your career. You can get it right now. Do, you, do they get off the website or do they go to Amazon? What's the best place for them to find it, this? Either they could go to my okay. website or if they just plug my name into um, into Amazon search bar or the title, um, it'll just pop up automatically. Okay. Man, I, I'm very excited for you and excited about this book. All right. We're going to sign off. Anything else you want to say before we uh, we sign? off no just a just a quick shout out because you you know you referenced the the cover of the book yeah. um, shout out to mike Kloss and my buddy at Illumify media and his team um the book is much better than it would have been um because they helped polish it up and and i've worked with some great people there to make it as good as it is yeah nice nice yeah uh, mike clausen is doing great things and uh, I'm looking forward to working with him myself. So um, it's it's really cool. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, good shout-out to Mike Clausen, the Mick. And uh, that is the font man, Chris Fontanella, Jumpstart Your Career. And uh, you can get that book at his website, chrisfontanella.com. You want to know this guy. You want to read his books. You want to know what he's he's thinking and what he's dreaming up. He's helping you to dream up and finding your purpose, finding your joy. He's just a, a jolt. Uh, as we talk about, you, you need a jolt of encouragement. Well, he's got it for you, and he's got it in these books that he's writing. So get your copy, Jumpstart Your Career. All right, what I want to sign off, uh, since we didn't sign off our Christmas episode this way, and I just threw the marksman just off. You know, you can't throw the marksman off. No, he, he rebounded right away. But I want to sign off with the scripture of why we are very bold radio and podcasts, very bold ministries, very bold scrapping, very bold athletes, very bold coaches – 
That's why we're very bold. We're trying to remember the the promises, the purpose, the power of God so that we can be very bold. And that's what you got to do sometimes. And I know Chris references in his book um, that that faith element and whatever that looks like for you. But uh, for me, that faith element is is God and, and the gifts that he's given me and the gifts that he's given you and that voice that he guides you through the, the Holy Spirit, those times when he's spoken to you and he might be ready to speak to you, whether it's about your career, whether it's about your relationship, whether it's about just reminding you that you are loved and you are made for a purpose. And yes, God wants to bring purpose to your job and meaning to your job. It doesn't have to just be drudgery. So that's why I appreciate Fontman writing this book to help us to find that joy and find that purpose. But having said that, it's 2 Corinthians 3.12. This is where the Apostle Paul wrote it. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. <laughs>